0: Thank you for rocking with the Good Life Podcast, The Kickback. It's your boy, Good Life underscore Russ. Thank you for tuning in every week. Make sure you hit that subscribe button for us. You can find us on Facebook at Good Life Podcast, The Kickback. And you can find us on Instagram at Good Kickback.
1: But, needless to say, there are still people that are still willing to help out and things of that nature. Um, Other than that, though, man, we're still moving forward. Grassroots here. Good morning, good morning, baby. I do want to give a congratulations since we are giving kudos out. Um, Man, the Breakfast Club, I remember when the Breakfast Club started, it started around the same time the Uptown Show started. And what made it so bad, I really thought that they took my idea because uh, it was me and Jayma. There was two guys and a girl. And then when I seen Charlamagne, Envy, of course, Envy's a DJ. Uh, I'm a DJ, and then we had a girl, a girl news, and then of course uh, Jayma was, he wasn't so much the comic relief, but he was just the the person that had the one, two punchlines, things of that nature. So I really did think that uh, they, they bit our style. But you know, it's it just the level of genius, man. And you know, genius, you know, falls on many people. And, I mean, it, it, it's a it's a system that has always worked from the Tom Jordan Morning Show to Ricky Smiley. Is, is to have uh, Even the Howard Stern Show to have a woman do the news. And a guy. The mind, mind mind, by mind, by mind. But, needless to say, let me give them a congratulations. They have been picked up by BET. I think they were revoked before. I think they, they might still be revoked to stretch that brand even uh, kudos to angeli i've heard her afternoon drive and she's falling into her own She was already doing her thing with her podcast but just to hear her in her natural element and it's it's her time now uh, the spotlight is on her she's doing very well kudos to those guys i know you know we're, we're small time and they probably won't receive those kudos but i still like to put those things out in the universe because this is what i want for myself um now, according to today, uh, no, one, one other thing before we bring Tim on, and we're waiting on Wally Shannon to come on as well for this great, great discussion. Uh, if you do want to partake into the discussion, we don't have a phone line anymore, but you can tap into the comments. I can read your comments loud and clear. Uh, so if you want to tap into the discussion today, uh, then please put your comments and questions below, and we'll make sure that we get to those. Thank you guys so much for sharing this on your page, the, the flyer. And, of course, the video on your page as well. But uh, I want my heart goes out to uh, the people and the families in Nashville uh, who were uh, a part of the 129th mass shooting in America, in the United States. Man, I keep telling people over and over again, we're going to talk about that. Um, Today's topic is going to be about uh, abandonment issues, and the single parent household that they come from, but they don't have issues, can also be a part of a two parent household, too. But you know, we're going to talk about those things. But one of the things that we're going to talk about uh, when people lack a certain amount of love is, is their, their social awkwardness, their, their ability to be uh, great social navigators. I mean, we're all social creatures, but you know, there are. Uh, different social groups that some people, you know, don't find themselves navigating well. And then once they feel that spirit of abandonment or that spirit of rejection, uh, that tends to fester. It tends to fester into resentment. It tends to fester into hostility. It tends to fester a lot. We all want acceptance in some sort of way. So uh, we want to talk about that. But my heart does go out to uh, the families in Nashville and uh, also, uh, we're going to talk about how the LGBTQ community has spoken out <laughs> uh, in regards to the shooting as well. We're going to talk about that as well, but without further ado, I wanted to get that quick monologue. Welcome to the show, and it is his show today. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. Good luck for us. In What's going on, man?
0: What's going on? What's going on? Nothing much, man. Glad
1: you could join us on this Thursday. I'm glad this show is still alive and well.
0: Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> feel like it's definitely needed. Absolutely. How's your week been? It's been good. It's been good. I got the book out and published uh, the artist standing still. So I've been <laughs> resting. Don't really know what to do with my hands some days. <laughs> but making plans for moving forward, planning a new routine. So it's it's good to say the least. Absolutely. your new book is all about. Give us the title one more time and an overview of what your book is. Yeah, so the title is called The Art of Being Still. So, it's about meditation. It's about slowing down in life, becoming present. Um, It's a lot to do with mindset, mental, creating different routines, different habits, and it asks a lot of questions. And I have a section in the back for notes. So, this is more like a study guide. I want people to really Stop and really think about what's going on around them, what they want to be going on around them, and what they're willing to do to get to that reality. You know, somebody had yeah. my father, when he came home from prison, um, he took actually, he had two cell phones waiting on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were a lot of people that were wanting to give him a lot of gifts, and you know, he came out to a considerable amount of, of, of money of course, because his uh, his album had resurfaced uh, mm. and Kanye West and a few other people had, had uh, you know, separate. so, he, you know, he came out unlike a lot of other prisoners, you know what I'm saying? And so uh, with the two cell phones, I was kind of monitoring him to see if, you know, say he had any institutionalization and things of that nature. And so he took to social media very quickly. And one of his first observations, I'll never forget, he was like, man, these people on here, uh, they have to keep posting so that they don't feel like they're forgotten. Mm. They have to keep showing their life. He said, man, I said I come from a time where we didn't tell our every moves. I mean, he, he was, it was just like, it amazed him and shocked him that, I mean, he was going through posts and posting their food and people posting where they are and their whereabouts. And he was like, he said, does nobody live in a moment anymore? I was like, you know, that's, Everybody wants to be a celebrity. Yeah, <laughs> and I feel like now we have that choice. You know what I mean? A lot of older generations don't give grace to where y'all just didn't know any different. All y'all knew was to be off social media. Social media is a huge power, and I don't. And it's funny because I hear a lot of times people say, "Well, social media made me do, made me cheat, or made me do this or that." You know what I mean? And I think uh, social media is just the exposer. It just exposed how people were really living on their own. And now it's just, you can't turn it off. So I think people get on with the impression, like, oh, I'm gonna get on for a while, and nah, you can't turn that off. Like, once you put it on the internet, it's it's out there. You can't take it back. <laughs> it's like, you know, with the change of technology, it becomes embraced and then it becomes a lifestyle. You know, I'll, I'll give you a couple of references. You know,
1: fast food wasn't a lifestyle. Right. So, you know, right. They cooked their food, I mean, when you went out to fast food, it was really a treat to be like, yo, I'm getting McDonald's today. You know
0: yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's just a way of life because we're always on the go and, and you know, uh, everything is just microwave. But
1: I'll go back even further to the telephone. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's like, you know, People had to mail and people had to, you know what I'm saying, ride ponies and stuff like that. But the telephone became, I'm pretty sure that when the telephone was introduced, I mean, I've read stories about it. It was
0: like, you know, it was the the work of the devil. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But, oh, yeah. (laughs) The
1: telephone is a way of life. So I feel the same thing is about social media. It's just a way of communication. Yep. What do you think about people's dismissiveness of social media? Like, for a long time, people, thought that it just oh it's not real and i told him immediately i said this is the transfer of emotions this is the transfer of energy so no matter a like is a
0: transfer of energy Uh, a whatever you say on social media a a sub or anything like that it's a transfer of energy so what do you think about people who are dismissive about social i think it's one or two things happening i think it's either the fear of what people don't understand And I think there's another aspect of people fear what they can't control and they fear it's going to control them. So I think I think it's both rooted behind fear. You know, either way you look at it. And I think that's what's helping the other side do so well because they're taking advantage. They're not afraid to get on social media, put themselves out, go live, make a reel. You know what I mean? Post something and not get any likes. It's really just what you want people to see, you know what I mean? I think a lot of times the fear is when someone does something and it doesn't go the way they expected it to go. So then from that point, they're afraid to dive back in. With social media, we got to remember this is still fairly new. Like we're still all learning how to use this. No one has it right. If they do, shit, give us the answers. You dig what I'm saying? So people got to take away that fear of the embarrassment. Oh, I'm going to post this and they're going to laugh. Or, you know, I'm going to post this and no one's going to see it or no one's going to like it. Like, I use it as like a training ground. So for me, I don't really have a good or bad expression of it. It's no different than a notebook. I use it for what I need it for. And then when I don't need it, I'm not using it. But just because it doesn't work for me or I can't use it, I don't condemn it. And I think that's what's going on. People haven't found their place on the internet. You know what I mean? And for us, for entertainers, shit, this was the holy grail when this opened up. Being able to be at home as an entertainer and get discovered, like, that changed everything. You dig what I'm saying? But to someone who works in an industry that doesn't particularly need the internet, I mean, why would they need it? I I get the pushback because they're just like, I mean, now I just get to see people shaking their ass and fighting online. Like, I don't really need it for anything else. But for us, we have so many things that I could just block those videos because the internet's here. And, I mean, Bill Gates said it in the 90s, like, there's going to be one third of businesses and industries that fail just because they don't want to get on the internet. And that's where the world is headed. I can understand that you don't like it, but you have to be aware everyone's on it. (laughs) You dig? So, yeah, I I think a lot of it's just fear, fear of them not knowing, like, everyone's moving on without them. The the abandonment thing that we're talking about, you know what I mean? Like, oh, if everyone's going to figure it out, and I'm going to still be the one with a flip phone. (laughs) so. (laughs) Yeah. people have trouble logging off like I mean there is an addictive factor to social media and let's
1: delve into this let's dig deep into this a little bit because we're talking about abandonment issues like you said people are afraid to miss out on something there are times where I say literally I'm going to put my phone down and my seriously I'm just like I'll, it seems like my phone will uh, magically appear in my hand. I'm like, I just said I was gonna put my phone <laughs> And that's where it's like, the addictive, I think that I'm gonna miss something. I think that something is gonna be said, heard, or done, and I will have the knowledge to, let me bring uh Walisha in.
0: Okay.
2: Good morning, good morning, good morning. Peace, peace, am I coming in again? No, nah, you that good. Can yeah. All right. You're clear.
0: You're clear. So,
1: so that being said, we're, we're just talking about the addictive. We're, we're getting into abandonment issues and the root of them, but we're talking about even simple things like uh, being able to log off social media. I mean, I think Tim's book is perfect timing, uh, the art of being still, because uh, we're in the spirit of. Uh, I think there's a Daniel's fast going on. There's also a Ramadan. There's some mm-hmm. people. Doing it. Uh, and this requires sacrifice. This requires people to log off their phones. This requires people to get closer to God or to be more in tune with themselves. But it's very hard to be in tune with yourself when you got this thing <laughs> the, you know, at the reach and you're addicted to it. People don't even know that they're addicted to scrolling. They're addicted to just having their phone. A
2: lot of it's not even information uh, gathering, it's just like, I have those to
0: yeah, that's why uh, I don't blame the phones because people did this before we had the internet. The phone is just their new replacement to be distracted by. You know what I mean? And I think the major issue is people are becoming certain about how their life should be lived through other people. So you're getting on social media and someone's saying, well, you should be only be on your phone two hours out of the day. Well, if my job is my phone, if I got to talk to my kids through my phone, if I got to check my money through my phone... If I write my notes in my phone, I'm going to be on my phone a lot more than two hours a day. So then I have to figure out what's healthy for me in my phone. And a lot of times we're trying to see what works for other people because we have friends who don't use the phone at all. And we're trying to compare our lives to theirs. But I need the phone for specific things. My discipline becomes now when, when I'm done, when I'm complete with everything, it's like, okay, do you need your phone right now? No, hop off. And I have to find other things to do. Lately, it's been coloring. You know, it's something simple, something that we can sit down, we can focus on. Cause a lot of times we get distracted cause we have nowhere to go or nothing to do. You know, that's what I was saying earlier. Like, I don't know what to do with my hands right now. So it's easy to get distracted during these times. So I cr- I create habits, coloring, walking, taking a nap, maybe reading a book, you know what I mean? Things that force you to actually focus. And it's not a complex thing, but you're still, you know what I mean? You're not bouncing off the walls and stuff.
1: I never thought about that. I never thought that there was something before the internet. You know what that was?
0: What? Tele- yeah. Cable TV. Yep. We-
1: and, and for a lot of us, that was our babysitter.
0: I was yep. like- lying- Before that it was radio. Before <laughs> that it was the newspaper. <laughs>
1: yeah, so, so when, when they did these things, you know, there, like you said, there were other distractions, but they were a viable means of information. Sometimes I have to be careful when I condemn social media because guess what? We're broadcasting live from social media. Exactly. And 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 that was one of the things that it was the epiphany that I had. Uh, I'm not going to take away that social media became an addiction for me, but it was like everybody has their own channel, and like you said, we don't have to have a bunch of money to you know do what we have to do as far as uh, you know show someone our talents or try to market whatever we're trying to sell. Everybody has a right to tune into your page, which is your channel, which is no different than TV or radio station.
0: Yeah, so that's what we deal with a lot in America. We have a conversation, and then half the side of the conversation are speaking from privilege. There was a lot of people who had access to things and means that... The internet is like, oh, okay, you know, it's not a big thing. But for black people, we weren't on Google. You know what I mean? When they Google first started, we weren't in the advertisement. We weren't getting our businesses in the ads. So to now get the internet where we can market for free as much as we want, you know what I mean? How could you see the downside of that unless you're abusing it? So then you still can't blame it on the internet. The internet is just your trigger showing you where you need more discipline in your life. But it's just a tool. It's a vessel, just like money. It's a vessel. You you use it to do what you need it to do. And if you overuse it, you're going to have consequences. But if you use it with good intentions, it may work out for you. You know what I mean? It's another thing of perspective. The whole world is based on perspective. None of these things are good or bad. What becomes good or bad is how we use it. You know what I mean? And that's what I'm learning too. So it's not the end of the world when you find yourself being on your phone too much for on Monday. On Tuesday, just monitor that. Tuesday, set a limit for yourself. Say, okay, I was on 10 hours. And phones even tell you now how long you've been on it. So check and see, I've been on for 10 hours. Let me work on that. And working on that is not going down to two hours. Working on that is a gradual process. And you eliminating things off your phone. I'll delete games off my phone. I'll, I'll block people's numbers that keep coming through I don't want to talk to. I'll take apps off my phone. I, 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 It takes up most of my time. I'll delete Facebook off my phone from times. Same. You dig what I'm saying? So we have to monitor our lives. When we keep trying to blame our life on everything else, we're going to be lost and confused. We got to take ownership. You dig what I'm saying? Go, go
1: ahead, Waleisha. You look like you trying to joke. <laughs> no. For I have a kind of trouble hearing y'all. That's why I need to pull
2: over and stop. But I, ha- I just was saying that even though we had a different type of programming before... It was limited you know the, the TV used to shut off at midnight it was no more shows at, at a certain time before the cable cable TV um, or even radio for that matter like it didn't just continue and was endless you know now we have an endless supply of media um, and programming that we're able to tap into and it's not all good it's not all bad but then um, like you said the discipline and the balance of that but from what I heard y'all saying before, we did have these things, but we we were still so limited to what we had access to until cable TV came. And then, even then, there were still some limitations to, you know, what you were able to see before on-demand became a a thing, you know. When we got that on-demand, it was like, I want to see this now, and now you had the option to to see it right then and there. But um, all of these things we gradually got up to. But I, I love how... Um, I can remember when internet was first around, I think I was in middle school, when like, when it became like the AOL type of thing, like yeah. obviously the internet itself has been, the communication device has been around for much longer than that, but to access it, um, to the- dial up, when it's I'm it- sorry. dial up, right to the say again, it's, you said AOL, I said, you talking about the dial up, when we had dial up. Oh. Yeah, the access to it all, the dial up. How yeah. You access to it all, and, and that old crazy uh fax machine sound
0: that you get from. Yeah. But we gotta remember too, everything balances out. We gotta remember in old days too, their days weren't as long as our days. They didn't. They weren't active a full twenty four hours how we are this day and age. We can spend benders of three days being active. So even though, you know, they only had a limited access to things to their days was a lot short, damn near half of what our day, is, especially pro- productivity wise. Something if you binge watch something, you still it's like you didn't lose no time. Yeah, <laughs> it's freaky. Yeah, but truthfully, we wanted that. That's why it's so hard for us to complain as people, because when it comes to business, they're just serving the market. They're serving the the demand. People are asking for this. People wanted more convenience. They wanted Netflix around the clock. Because remember, Netflix was just in the mail originally. Right, remember that? Yeah, (laughs) that's when things were lit. (laughs) You had to send your two discs back and wait for the other two to come. (laughs) So... So we ask for all of this, and then once we get it, you know, we complain about it. That's, again, this is why this is showing us as a people we need more discipline. We're too quick to ask for things. This is a lot what the book is about, is assessing and becoming aware of your surroundings versus just waking up in the morning like, oh, I need this. I want that. I'm hungry for this. I need one of these. I need to upgrade my phone. oh, I need a new car. Like, we're always just asking for things, but do we, we going to get them and do what? This
1: is why unplugging is so important, though, because we don't realize that, like we're saying, with all these media devices, we are being programmed on a daily basis. You don't even know why you want that hamburger. You don't even know what yep. you've been programmed this whole time. You don't even know why that your mood is switched, but you done read 20 negative posts, and now your mood has been affected by these 20 negative posts. You don't know why you feel like all of a sudden you're feeling depressed. Well, you've seen 10 posts of somebody
0: going on vacation, and you stuck here in boring-ass Columbus. You know what I'm saying? Man, and the funny thing is, it works the same way real life works. Like Even on Facebook, even if you look at the school system, they give us tools to combat these things. You dig what I'm saying? Facebook created a feature to where you can go on the post and say, I don't want to see posts like this. Or this post is inappropriate. Right. Or this post is promoting violence. You think people are clicking, using that tool? <laughs> right,
2: or it's offensive. And actually say it's offensive to me. Like, I, I ain't trying to disrupt the whole world yeah. with everybody else. It's just me. It's offensive to me. So you can even, like you said, you can navigate it and make it to where you don't even have to see stuff like this. But the, if, if people are so lazy, it's like they want... They want the system to already know exactly what they want, yes. which is what they want to do for us. Like they want to know how our thoughts work and how and the next move we're going to make. And people who are lazy want others to think like that for them. Cause they don't want to take the time to swipe down and say, I don't want to see that no more. Or I think this is too offensive or this shouldn't have been posted as inappropriate for everybody, you know, and those options are out there, but we, or like, like yesterday in my class, we were talking about um, the honey bun. And I said, well, there was a there was a study done where this guy put a honey bun and a pop tart on a shelf over ten years and never mowed it. Mm. And he's like, well, why? Why we ha 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 ha? And I'm like, simple, baby, we just don't read. Like we don't know what these chemicals are, uh you know, and then we don't know what the two chemicals put together is going to do to us or to the the food item. So again, they printed. They the FDA made them print. Calories, ingredients, all this other stuff information. Do we take the time to read it?
0: Nope.
2: No. Somebody <laughs> <laughs> else to do it for us.
0: Yeah.
1: But the, but the thing is, is that like 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 Tim said, we are constantly on the move. Nobody wants to have. Nobody wants to take the time to do that. Like literally, uh, I, I, I felt bad because. I'm an avid reader, mm-hmm. but because I would not take my ass to the doctor, to you know, the eye doctor, because my, my vision, the older that you get, of course, and your vision starts to you know go bad. But I didn't read for like I didn't read books for like three years, and it was just one of those things where like, hey, you know, you're 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 depriving yourself of something that you do and you enjoy doing. But what I found myself doing more is scrolling, 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 scrolling scrolling, instead of actually reading a book. So like you
2: said, uh, Walisha, people just don't want to have time anymore to do the things that, you know what I'm saying, you you do away from uh, social media or things that you're addicted to. Yeah. We just don't know. We do want it. We just don't know. Like I watched my mother work two jobs and go to finish college. So in return, when I got out of high school and I had my first child, I also worked two jobs and I was in school. So we're just repeating certain things we don't know that we have to do until we see them at a certain age and they're burning out. Then it's like, oh, wait a minute. So you mean to tell me it was a different way for me to get over Mm -hmm. there to that promised land that that y'all were telling me about? It's a different way. We don't have these conversations. We're not having sit-downs. We're not breaking bread enough to know, like, hey – We all got each other's pieces, Um, whether it's helping somebody clean up a house or just even organize um, how to manage time. Like I told a friend the other day, I was like, if you only have if you have a list of things that you like to get done today and you got, you know, wash the dishes, maybe wash your car, maybe cook dinner, go to work and maybe work out. Right. So all those things some things are maybe already done, but then now you're at the end of the day and you got like fifteen minutes left. Right. Well you probably you probably need to justify, um, or, or just be okay with doing something that takes only fifteen minutes, like a wipe down or dusting or maybe reading. Maybe you say, Hey, I use this, this last little minute this fifteen minutes I have instead of cleaning up or tidying up or doing some um, active something, maybe I just sit and reset.
0: You know what i'm saying but
2: we don't have enough we don't have enough dialogue with self about the truth of the matter like we we want shit we want we want this this magical shit to just happen by thinking yeah. it because it's, i think it's fast food everything is a fast food metat- microwave mentality
0: yeah and i agree with what both of y'all are saying and what what i think it is is trauma and i think a lot of people are breaking out of that trauma because it's hitting the end of that threshold and a lot of trauma we're stuck with is the programming from when we were young. You got to do this at 15, this at 18, this at 21, this at 25, this at 30, this at 35, this at 40, this at 45. So people are breaking through it because they're hitting those ages. And they're like, okay, where's where's the reward y'all promised? Y'all said, if I do this at 21, I'm going to get this. And then nothing came. And a lot of these people are want to be married by 20, kids by 25, graduated by 30, you dig? But what if you graduated 45? What, what what has changed about your life? What would the difference be? So the issue now is people are too busy. They're busy trying to prove something to their parents or prove something to their old self or do this because this group is saying you need to do this or try to be a millionaire by 30. Things that once you get it, it's that's the end of the journey. It, there's no main achievement to it. It's just a goal. So if you're so goal oriented, you're not on your purpose. You're not getting into yourself and your purpose is the thing that pours back into you. It's the thing that motivates you. It's the thing that inspires you. So if you're just handling everyone else's chores and tasks that they assign for you by a certain age, you're just going to get more depressed and more down on yourself as you your life does not fit that version of how you've convinced yourself it should be. Because everyone laid it out for you. When you don't take a hold of your life, people are living your life for you. They're telling you what you need to do. They're telling you the value. They're telling you who you should love. You dig what I'm saying? So we're breaking free from all that because people have tried it. They've been doing it for over a decade now, 20 years now, and it doesn't work. You dig? So now a sane person is just like, I got to do something else. You well, feel the, me? Well, the thing is, uh, I want to read the comment. Uh, I want to read all the comments. Please make sure if you are on check it right now, um, if you do want to come uh, comment or chime in, uh, just go ahead and chime in with the comments. Janay says, "I definitely take advantage of uh, the options of not or what I don't want to see on my on my
1: Facebook." Uh, but I was going back to what you're saying, uh, Tim. Mm-hmm. Distraction is so much easier than focusing on developing myself. Yep. And so, therefore, when I am faced with putting in the work. In my mind, that's painful. Like walisha said, it's painful to get out of my bed and go to the gym to better my health. It's painful to eat this celery stick when I just had this juicy hamburger come down my timeline that says, hey, a dollar off of Sonic, or whatever the hell, you know what I'm saying, just came down your timeline. So we're comfortable with distractions. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and like you said before, this is leading into how we are breaking down socially as people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't like to keep referencing back in the day, but, you know, as we were ushering in the video game era, as we were or ushering in cable TV, there were still parents monitoring their kids' TV time. There were still parents monitoring their kids' video game time because, you know what they say, put that damn game up, go outside and play. So what do you have with that outside in play? You have 10 or 12 people in the neighborhood that you are socially active with. So now you're getting these social skills of, you know, how I can interact with you. if it's the boys be tough. Uh, if it's girls get, you know, feminine tactics, you you are doing all these twiggly leaks and all that stuff like that. But you're learning to with people. As we start going inside, or like we said, we was outside, but as we start moving inside, people wanted to talk less. You know what I'm saying? People's temperament rose when they had to be, or their anxiety rose when they had to be socially active. You know what I'm saying? So this is why I'm saying when we moved into society distractions, I'd rather be distracted than to experience this anxiety or do the work to be a better
0: sociable person. Yeah, but the thing is, see, that was the misunderstanding. This is sometimes where we fail as parents and grandparents. We're trying to control the new generation. What parents didn't understand is we were still being social in the video game. We would get together to play the video game. And the only reason TV rose, because a lot of my friends who had both parents who were sheltered, didn't watch a lot of TV. I noticed it was a lot of times the kids with a single parent or who didn't have parents in the home, really. So the TV was the distraction. It was the thing passing the time. For me personally, I just like to learn. So I loved watching black sitcoms because I was learning about the world. You did. You got Parent Trap. You got Steve Harvey. Show. I mean, we can go down the list. Fresh Prince, they're actually talking about things that's happening outside. Things that, again, like you said, we didn't have that conversation in that dialogue. So TV was much bigger than what people think it is, especially when it comes to black people. It's so hard to see a black person's life and think, oh, they're doing this because of that. Like, you have no idea why they're doing this. You dig what I'm saying? Go ahead. Right. And, like, because, like, so now we use social media
2: to talk about the things in the black community or the black shows, Right. And everybody is at different places because there's so much of so variety. But back then we had so little. So by the time you watched a, a show of The Cosby's or a Different World or uh, any of the Martin, you know, everybody was talking about the same thing because everybody had just seen it, and we all had access to only the same thing. Right so now we got all different. Um, we have more platforms. We got uh, more people doing their own thing and coming out and doing their own thing and. People kind of aligning what works with them. Uh, and so we kind of, we're spread across the board, you know, for anybody black, everybody don't support all black artists, you know what I mean? It's some artists that we like, man, you're not good for the culture, you know what I'm saying? But we don't say it like that. It's a whole group of people that t- t- tell them that they are good for the culture, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like they ain't got to change up that they doing. So, uh, I don't know
0: where i was going with that. <laughs> i mean what what i hear though what i wanted to add to what you're saying because i definitely agree and it, every every area that we feel like there's a roadblock we also have to realize there's a chance for opportunity and expansion because even when there was radio in the newspaper again we were only he- hearing certain artists or certain writers because it was a controlled market what the internet did was create a free market to where anybody could get in Anyone can have spotlight. Anyone can blow up and get a million followers. Anyone can get ignored. Anyone can get canceled. You dig? It changed everything. When we only had radio, you couldn't cancel these artists. They were the only artists making music for us to listen to. So now we have so much variety. It creates these self-identity issues. It creates these abandonment issues because they're looking at it now like, okay, like the NBA, when you're in college playing basketball, they'll tell you. 2% 2% of college players make it to the NBA. Don't right. don't make that your only dream. Don't put all your eggs in that basket. <laughs> and it's because so few people get in. See, the internet now, anybody can become a rapper. Now everybody wants to become a rapper. But it creates that abandonment when you don't get in because you're like, damn, everybody can get in, but y'all ain't listening to my shit. I see businesses that all the time. Well, you buy so-and-so product. You can't buy mine. Like, I, I didn't want your product. <laughs> like, I don't have to shop with you because you black. You feel me? If I don't need your product, I'm not going to get your product. Maybe you should get into a different industry. But there's so many people who out of place. They're trying to get love in someone else's home. You're trying to be relevant in someone else's marriage. You're trying to get money off somebody else's business. And then wondering why it's rejecting you. And wondering why you feel alone and abandoned. Because we don't want that from you. Maybe you're a good baker. Get in the kitchen. We don't need you rapping. Hand us the mic. (laughs) Unplugs. You dig? So it's not that we're rejecting you. Maybe we're doing the best thing we can. We're showing you love and telling you the truth. You dig? And I think that's what the internet also created the opportunity for. People could be anybody. That's where we're having all these trans conversations and identity issues. Because they didn't tell you, you know, like the army just said, go be the best you can be. But people took that literally. <laughs> oh, well, my best life is Drake. So I'm about to go be like Drake. And then now they're feeling abandoned again when we don't see them like Drake. That's because that's not who you are. I'm supporting you to be the best you. I'm not supporting you to be like me. I'm not supporting you to steal their ideas over there. If you can't be the best you to me, you deserve to be alone. You need time to sit and really process life. You dig what I'm saying? The fact that you're not happy with the gifts that you got. The fact that you've been with yourself this whole time and you can't identify the good things that you do. But uh, trust and believe, people are not going to love you for what they bring to the world. They're going to love you for what you bring to the world. So, Internet, yes, I I will blame it in one of the factors in this whole identity crisis. Because that's what's happening right now in the world. You know what I mean? But I can't blame the internet for that. I think that's our insecurities as people. Before, before Waleesa goes, yeah, uh, event happen when a parent or caregiver does not provide the child with consistent, warm, or attentive
1: interactions, leaving them uh, feeling uh, chronic stress and fear. The experiences that happen during a child's development will often, often continue through adulthood. Um, Waleesa, I'm not, I'm not sure what era you grew up. In. I, I think uh, I, I, I you never asked. What would you say?
2: I'm an '80s baby.
1: 80s baby? Okay, so you
2: were part of the
1: uh, '80s when you know you, there were a lot of single parent mothers uh, happening. We were part of the Reaganomics situation uh, that was a rise, and uh, a lot of people moving to the projects or, or being in the projects, and then we had the crack era as well that was just completely destroying families. Um, do you? And, and going back to what Tim said before, I ask this question.
0: I don't like to romanticize. I'll never be a person that romanticized that everything was better back in my day. Yeah. I never, <laughs> never,
1: never, never do that because every generation had its set of pride.
0: Yeah. I had his,
1: but people love to, to, to embellish Yeah. That my generation was so much better than this. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I wanted to be there. Me and Tim, we have this little chuckle, because sometimes it looks like I'm getting Tim pushback, back, but we're actually on the same page. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we won't embellish that. But uh, <laughs> did you see a switch from, I guess, the 80s to the 90s, when we really started to see uh, kids, you know, Joining gangs a little bit more,
2: uh, being more aggressive, being more—that's uh, when uh, in the '90s they wanted to introduce Ritalin because uh, kids were too happy or too uh, moody and, they, mm. and they, they weren't willing to listen. So, did you do you think that uh, the '80s played a part in that—the the, the crack era, the single-parent households? Uh, I guess I kind of leaned it more toward the uh, the music and the movies because I felt like the stuff that was happening in the music and the movies, I was looking for that stuff in my, my reality. So you mean to tell me is, you know, niggas getting shot up and dead bodies in alleys and, you know, things like that. And then I started to look outside my door, like, okay, these things were happening. At least the news were saying it it was happening. You know what I'm saying? Some things I may not have seen, may have heard, you know, I may not have personally witnessed, but I think, as I was growing up and seeing movies like New Jack City, uh, of Society, I seeing this outside. Or the music videos. The music videos were playing storylines, and at a certain age, I'm going to just keep it hunting. I didn't know that shit wasn't real. The movies. Uh, not the movies, but the uh, videos. See, I thought the music videos was more like real versus the movies were unreal. Mm. That makes Copy. my little... My little mind. And, uh, my A little and innocent
0: I brain. <laughs> I was, right. <laughs>
2: ten, I was like, man, if Aaron Hall. I'm sorry. But to call me.
0: But can you still hear me? Yeah, I can.
2: Okay, so Aaron Hall had that uh, I forget the name of the song. Oh, I Miss You.
0: Do y'all remember
2: that song? Yeah. Okay, so in the video the girl kept passed in the video, and I'm like, dang, dude, why didn't you, you do this was going to happen, like, I knew from yesterday watching the video, why didn't you get there in their time of favor? Right. And I'm crying, like, literally <laughs> in tears, because he ain't saying, hey, this woman, and my mom was like, it's not rich still and I was like, that's right, it and I'm like, it is real. <laughs> the first time I ever found out that music videos wasn't real, and it blew my whole world up, like, I just was like, what have y'all been doing to me, that y'all didn't tell me that this shit wasn't real. Like I should have known.